0: I'm about to preach on something that's, it burns my heart. I was about to preach on, uh, out of Revelations, Lord laid something on my heart this weekend and, and um, this whole weekend I got to see some things that, that just blew my mind out of proportion. How people are, how people walk, how people just act anymore. I was going to preach on that, and then this morning, about 4 o'clock, I woke up, the Lord laid this message on my heart, showed me some new things, and I'll do what God tells me to do. If you got your Bibles with you tonight, I'll be in the book of Luke, chapter 16, for some it's a familiar text, for some it might not be. Uh, Luke chapter 16, verse 19. say thank you again for allowing me to preach here. The Lord's used me a lot here lately to preach everywhere. Thank him for that. Luke chapter 16, verse 19. There was a certain rich man which was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. And in hell he lifted up his eyes, being in torment, and sees Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. Then Lazarus, that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in the flame. But Abraham said, "Son, remember that thou, in thy lifetime, receivest good; thou good things. Likewise, Lazarus evil things. But now, he is comfort, and thou art in torment." Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for Calvary. Thank you for the blessings you've given me, Lord. I pray, Lord, that there's someone here tonight. They need to hear this message. Lord, there's too many out there that's just walking with endless love, lust, greed, and pride tonight that used to have fear and now have no fear of you. Lord, I ask you now to open our ears and our hearts to this message that we may use it to spread your word. Lord, I ask you to just guide my lips and guide my thoughts. Heavenly Gracious Name, Amen. A while back, I've been studying a lot on these rich men. The unique thing about these rich men are they have no names, God don't give them many names. And I started wondering, what does that mean? What is he saying? Well, when someone would hear the word poor, it wouldn't really give them much thought. When you hear a person about a rich man, you think of, man, that man had money, power, everything going for him. But right now, I just want to say, I want to thank God for letting me preach. Thank you for allowing me to teach Sunday school. Thank you for letting me tell people about him. Most people that know me know my story. People at work know I've changed. People that know me know, and you see me, I hand out tracks out. I put tracks out wherever I go. Lou, you know that. Yeah. Amen. But when I'm at work, people see a difference in me there was one young man, or gentleman, I would say, in his late 60s, early 70s probably, one day after lunch, came up to me. Usually when I eat my lunch, I eat a quick lunch. I just eat something small, read my Bible, have some time with just the Lord. And he asked me, "Zig, think, why do you do what you do? Because I... Cause He's done so much for me. He said, What do you mean? I mean, he saved my soul. He said, How you did that? I said, I, I repented. I called upon his name. He said, Do you really believe in that? I said, I believe it for every word in my bones. I believe the word that's true. I said, You should see that truth in me. You see, you said you see a difference in me. I said, he said, why do you really do it? And when he saw the, when he asked me that, I thought about this passage right here. I said, because I have a burden for people like you. He said, what do you mean a burden? I said, I have a, you, you give me pain. I, I see sorrow. I, I, you sadden me when you asked me this. I tell you. He said, you're the one that gave me the track too, didn't you? I said, yes. He said, "Isn't it just all a bunch of fairy tales? Aren't we living in this place called the Earth Hell right now?" And he walked off. And then, when he did that, the Devil just whispered in my ear, "Brother David and said, "Got another one." Then I started, and I sat back down in the ch- little chair I have. And I started thinking what made you love God so much? And I started thinking I believe in his word brother David. I believe in the streets of gold. I believe that he died for us. I believe in the power of the blood. I believe once saved always saved. I believe that You have a burden, he can take care of it. He's the reason we have everything. And then when I started thinking, what keeps you motivated the most? And then, Brother Jason, about a year ago, this is what really made me keep the fire in my heart. And I kept telling myself, this is why. Hell is not a fairy tale. Hell is not a fairy tale. It's a subject that we do not like talking about. People have pushed the word hell to the side. People have pushed hell to the side and say, well, hell is not supposed to be a fun and happy place. As you read here, he says it's torment, flame. I think all the times about this subject. I think about people saying hell's not real. Ask somebody that's hell in hell right now. And then I tell people that say, "Man, I just." I want to talk about heaven. Well, that's good to talk about heaven. It's good to talk about your salvation. But I ask you this. Why did Jesus talk more about hell than he did heaven in the New Testament? Because he cared about so much of us that he didn't want to see no one to go there. As you can see in this, Let's look at the first point of what hell is like. Verse 23. And hell, he lifted up his eyes, being in torment, and seeing Abraham afar off, Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. Then Lazarus, that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue. Hell is dark. Hell is full of screams. Hell is full of crying people. This man was not carried. This man was buried. This man had pride. This man had greed. This man, when looking in hell... It was more of the torment that no one wants. I don't like touching my finger to the stove, hot stove, do you? Hell is a constant pain, a constant flame. It says in 2nd one 1.8, In the flame take his vengeance on them that know not God. Revelation's fourteen eleven and the smoke of the torment ascends up forever and ever and they have no rest. Hell is a place of no rest. Hell has whew, I said something I didn't want to say. Hell is a place of pain. This man begged for just a dip of water a dip he didn't ask for a gallon he didn't ask for five gallons he didn't ask for a cup he asked for just a dip brother jared of water i can just imagine what hell is like hell is like that place where i can see the devil just holding that glass just right in front of your face where he can just "Ha ha, you can't get it this man begged Lazarus to come, and he wouldn't. Also, the flame is like a is the worm that dies not, and the flame that cannot be quenched. Just imagine being burned twenty four seven. People think hell is. They can describe hell. There's people out there like. Some of you might know what I'm talking about, like Stephen King, a man that wrote scary books all his life. That man alone cannot give the tip of what hell is like. Hell is not a fairy tale. It's real. If you believe in heaven, you should believe in hell as much as heaven. God put it in here for a reason. Jesus preached on it for a reason. The second thing that I looked at at this that came to my mind who goes to hell? It said the rich man. The unique thing about the rich man, I said like I said earlier, he was no name. That gives you the picture that anybody gives you can go to hell. No matter how old you are, how young you are, what color you are, how rich you are, how poor you are, don't matter what car you drive, how much money you have in the bank, how big your house is, how small your house is, if you do not know Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, have not been washed by his blood, you're going to hell tonight. Uh. For this man, Rich, was... It says he wore fine linings. He fared sumptuous every day. Romans 6 23. For the wage of the sin is death. This man put money in before God. Kids, listen to me. All your life you're going to be saved. You need money. I'm going to tell you right, God provides you what you need in life before you you put money in front of God, it's not going to be good. It says right there, for the wage of the sin is death. I also look at this by seeing all the ones that could go to hell. Church members that claim that they're saved can go to hell. If you've got family members that are in church right now with you. And they say, oh, I'm, I'm going to heaven, Brother David, That because my mom and dad went. They're going to hell. I'm going to tell you right now, hell is a club that never fills up. Hell is a place that always has room. Hell right now is, devil is jumping up and down because he's just like, come on in, come on in, come on in. The world we're living in right now Hell, the devil's just having a heyday right now, and he will fill it up, fill it up. And then I, he, I look at verse twenty-eight. This bro, this rich man had five brothers. This man had family. Family members can go to hell. I have a question for you tonight. You got a mom, dad, sister, brother, son, daughter. Do they know Jesus? Because if they don't, they're going to hell. They can't ride on the church, the shirt tails. Of you, they don't repent. They're going to hell. This man begged Abraham to let him leave. Hell is only one place. There's no exit gates. Once you're in, you're always in. He begged Abraham to let him go, so he could tell his brothers, his family members, that hell was real. More than likely, if he was a rich man, his brothers' family members were rich. This man would not get the chance. As it says right here, Abraham said unto him, that they have Moses and the prophets Let them hear them. Matthew 4, 4. But he answers and says, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. That's why it's important, brothers and sisters, that we tell people about Jesus. It's important that we... Get the ones that we love so dearly in our lives. Come to repent to God. Repent to Jesus. There are going to be a lot of people up in heaven when we get called up there, Brother David. And there are going to be a lot of people in hell wishing they had that right there. I Burden for this. I burden for the ones that are my family members. I have a mom. I have a dad. I have aunts. I have a sister. I have a brother-in-law that I love dearly. He is so lost. I have a mom that thinks what I do is just a gig. I have a dad working on him. But I won't give up. Why? Because I have a burden. Hell is real. Tonight I want to ask you this. When was the last time you asked God thank you for saving your soul. But there's a good saying about this. There's a, a good saying in this part verse 22 look at verse 22 real quick and it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom called him a poor man what's unique about this guy is he was given a name this man was a poor guy this man, why he was poor, have no reason. I, I don't know why he was poor. Sometimes we ask ourselves why things happen in our lives the way they do. Jesus has a reason. God has a reason. But this guy had what this rich man didn't have was faith. He knew in this world, yes, he was poor. He was that low-class person. He was that person they made fun of. I can just imagine this poor guy. People walked by him every day, kicking, kicking rocks at him, telling him that he stunk. But deep down in his heart, Brother Jason, he knew he was just a pilgrim presence, Because he knew that he heard the, the words from Moses and prophets. He heard about Jesus. He heard that there's a place that's better, that there's no weeping, there's no flame. There's no crying, there's no sickness, there's no torment. Everybody wants that. But I ask you, what about that family member that you know so dearly? What's stopping them? Is it because are they afraid what other people are going to think? I'm worried, Brother David, about the first of this year, how many people were so close to getting close to God this year. And that storm came through. Something came in their lives that just disrupted the whole thing. And they are back to the where they were, thinking that nothing can stop them. This man... was begging Lazarus to escape hell. That's why it's important, brothers and sisters, that we, as Christians, this is why we need to tell people about hell. If Jesus did it, why couldn't we? He did the ultimate price for He died on the cross for us. He took up somebody else's cross and died for us. And the hard thing is that we have, brother David, is we can't talk about hell. Hell should be one of the first things you tell people about. Yes, it's like I said, it's important to tell people about heaven too. But the day we live in right now, how dark it is. They need to know hell is real. As it says in 1 Thessalonians 5.2, For yourself knoweth perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. This rich man also didn't know, like the rich man I've also been studying. The one that's had pride, too much pride, that he thought he was, his hard work gave him all the fruits and labor, the plentiful fruits that he had in his life. He tore that barn down and built another one. He had to have a dream from God to tell him, Thou fool. God called him a fool for that. I'm going to ask you, wonder how many times God's called people a fool right now for doing what they've done. Like Noah told the people the rain was coming, people ignored him. But he told them he preached and built, preached and built. But that one day, that door shut. And there he heard the screams. It's going to be a day, Brother David, when that Lord comes. Brother Jason, there's a day where that person, but maybe, just maybe tomorrow I'll get saved. It's like a season of night. You do not know the time or day you have left on this earth. If you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior tonight, there's only one place where you're going, and that's hell. So I just want to know how hard is it is to decide. Do you want heaven where there's no crying, no weeping, or a place full of people screaming, begging, tormenting asking just for a tip from their family to come down to just tip a dip of water on their tongue so it cools them. I thank God for the night that he came in my life. I thank God for the night that I walked through those doors on that Wednesday night this meeting, I called him to save my soul, because I was that one that was going to burst hell wide open. but the love and grace and long-suffering of God. His word saved my soul. So I ask you, like I said, this rich man went to hell. There's a pardon for, this for you. As it says in Romans 10, 13, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. All you have to do is call upon him. He did the hard part. He died on the cross for your sins. We all backslide, but He loves you for who you are. And He'd rather see you up there running and rejoicing, praising His name, instead of you screaming in fiery pits of hell where the flame never quenches and the worm never dieth. So, I ask you, what's holding you back tonight? Is that your friend? Are you afraid that you've done too much in your life? Because I want to tell you right now, what I did in my past probably can't compare to what you did. I've done a lot of bad things. He forgave me for it, He will for you. So, I ask you tonight. Hell's not a fairy tale. Hell's a real place. Do you want joy and love for the rest of your life? When you know you can walk the streets, no matter how rich you are, how poor you are, God gives, provides you what you have. Question is though: Are you going to keep that money in front of you? That worldly possession? that'll keep you from entering the gates through the gates of hell.